With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We're off and rolling here. Midway through the work week, at the end of today, you'll be closer to the end of the week than you are to the beginning. That's always a positive. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz, who you hear laughing in the background, he's down in Dallas, Texas. I am here in Nashville, Tennessee. The crew is out in L.A. and W. Yarbrough is here with me in the Music City. Clay Travis is in Mexico with his family. We're here for the next couple of days, and this is the interesting season, Jeff, because we don't technically know what's going to happen from day to day. I know that's true in sports a lot of times, but there are times of the year where you just kind of have a sense, generally, what you're going to be speaking about. This time of year, you don't know. Sometimes you get something that's just unbelievable, and sometimes you're kind of digging around and looking for what's interesting and what's entertaining. And I think that there are some things that are timely, And then we pretty much, within a few hours of us finishing up yesterday on the radio, Drew Brees is coming back. And I think that's where we can go because we didn't ever get to Tom Brady yesterday. We didn't talk about Phillip Rivers yesterday. We didn't talk about some of these quarterbacks that we are seeing. If it's not the end, we're seeing near the end of their career. And Brees sat back and thought about this for a few weeks and decided he wants to run it back at least one more time with the Saints. I think one of the hardest things to do in all of sports is to walk away when you still think you can play, even if it's the right decision to make. Drew Brees has certainly earned the right to go out on his own terms, at least until he can't play anymore. And we don't know if that's the case. But generally, historically, when quarterbacks fall, it's not gradual and it's not pretty. 
It's usually off a cliff, and it's a plummet to the surface. I don't know if we're there with Drew Brees yet. Drew Brees certainly doesn't think so. But again, there are very few John Elways who have walked away after winning a Super Bowl. It just doesn't happen very often. What are your initial takeaways about Brees coming back to this offense at least for one more year to make a run? When considering probably a couple weeks before the end of the regular season, you and I had a discussion and we said we think the Saints might be in the Super Bowl from the NFC this past season. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's it right there, right? Is They have a team capable of winning the Super Bowl. I don't think he comes back if he believes his team doesn't have a shot to win the whole thing. Because at his age, he doesn't have to play. He wants to play to win a Super Bowl. And he knows that broadcasting will be his thing if he wants it when he's done playing. And that's one thing as well. I'm sure he talked to Romo. I'm sure he talked to other ex-quarterbacks that are doing the broadcasting gig. And they probably all told him, dude, if you can still play, continue to play. Because you'll never get this time back. Right, if you if you can still play, you will regret retiring early if you still think you have a chance to win another Super Bowl or a Super Bowl at all. And I think he realizes that his team is good. He has obviously great chemistry with Sean Payton. He's able to continue to play in that dome, which obviously helps him very much, and run it back for another year, maybe another year or two. You know, they add a couple pieces on offense for him. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas obviously is outstanding, but they need a couple pieces to help him and. They're right back in the, you know, in the playoffs and, and they're ready to, you know, to, to win out. There is some talk. I'm going to write about this this year about, you know, Sean Payton gets an awful easy pass for some of the playoff woes the Saints have had since their last Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl, I think, 11 years ago now. Um, and yeah, it's been a while and he gets a pass for a lot of their foe. They've lost as over a touchdown favorite now in the playoffs multiple times. Um, once in Seattle with the Beast the Beast Quake game, um, this year against the Vikings. Um, they've lost an awful lot of games as big favorites in the playoffs, which is hard to do and hard to do multiple times. And so I, I, I wonder if Sean Payne starts getting question a little bit about his his coaching ability. He had that stretcher went seven to nine three years in a row. But it makes total sense for for Drew to come back. Of course they want him back. Uh, no guys, their third string quarterback Taysom Hill is not a future star in the NFL. He's not the answer if Drew Brees were to leave. Um that's such silly talk right now, and uh, I hope that uh, the people that are spreading those those thoughts about Taysom Hill are getting paid very well by his public relations department. Um, no way that a 31-year-old player who has 13 career passes in three seasons is going to be the future quarterback of any team. Um, you know, they, they thought so highly of Taysom Hill that when Teddy Bridgewater became the quarterback for five weeks, Taysom Hill saw the field one time through one pass. And it didn't see the field one time, but through one pass. Um, so that, that's not happening. There was no other, there was no other option for the Saints besides obviously Bridgewater and, and Breeze is, Breeze is better than him. So good for the Saints. Good for Breeze. Running back again. Very talented team. Um, will be maybe the favorite to win the NFC. Back to the Taysom Hill argument. Is that just Sean Payton playing around, trying to figure out how much smarter he thinks he is than everybody else with the way that he utilized him? Because there were times when he would come in. Now, obviously, when he came in in the postseason, he actually had a nice, he had a pretty solid performance in that game. But 
He's more of a gadget. He's more of just kind of a gimmick yeah. kind of guy, at least the way he's employed. But it seems like many teams would not utilize him at all. And it's it, this is Sean Payton wanting to show his football acumen, or am I reading that incorrectly? It is very surprising how much they use him, in my opinion. Even Troy Aikman in the playoff game, right before he Taysom Hill threw the pass, he said, "You know, you know," he said, "Like, like, you know, Joe, um, I'd never take Drew Brees out." And obviously, Taysom Hill had the had the big completion. I'm with I'm with Troy. I, I I'm I'm shocked at how often they use Taysom Hill um, when it feels like Drew Brees is rolling. It doesn't feel like there's sometimes a rhyme or reason when they put him in. Now, obviously, he, he hit the big completion, and which, by the way, it was a severely underthrown ball. It wasn't a good ball, but obviously a big explosive play. They needed it at that moment. I think that the reason why, it, in my opinion, it works, and the reason why I, I would do this as a coach as well is you put him in for three or four plays a game. And what it does is it forces the defense to have to spend a ton of time preparing for that specific package. And it it forces them to spend less time preparing for your entire offense. And that's why some of the, some of the teams do. Plus, look, they, they gain yards. It's not like they don't gain yards on these plays, but that's, I think, a big reason why they do it is it, it forces defenses to have to, to have to prepare extra for three or four plays or a package of plays and they don't know what the plays are always going to be week to week but there's there's a small amount of offense that's in for Taysom Hill each week right he runs two or three run plays a couple pass plays maybe that's it that's, that's the package each week it's not some ginormous package he's not running the base offense um and I think it's just Sean Payne just trying to mess with the defense well, I think there's something to the effect that if you've got some, if you have a defense having to account for you and pay attention to what you're doing when it's such a small section of what the Saints are actually going to do when they go out onto the field, but you have to pay attention to it because those three or four plays could turn into a couple of gigantic gains that flip a field, then it does become strategically effective to use him. But it seems so unthinkable to me that you would ever bench a quarterback like Drew Brees. I mean, we're not talking about a marginal quarterback here in the league where you know, the old adage that if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. You have a quarterback. Like You have a quarterback that many teams in the league would covet ever having at any point in the history of their franchise – and you're benching him for this dude that's going to go out there and be gimmickry. But at the same time, it has proved beneficial, although we haven't seen the Saints in the Super Bowl since, as you mentioned, 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, again, it's a change-up for the offense. It allows them to be a little more flexible, allows them to, to do some different things. You know, on, on When they run the ball with Taysom Hill, they often get an extra blocker because the quarterback becomes a runner. So there's some advantages to playing him in the manner they do it. It's not a lot. And like I said, the offense is still through Drew Brees. This whole story about being a star man, like, I don't, I don't guys, Taysom Hill is not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. He's the only guy who's Lamar Jackson. There's no one like him. No one is as good an athlete as Lamar. Um, and so the idea that you could just bring in Taysom Hill to your offense, <coughs> excuse me, and he's all of a sudden going to be some Lamar Jackson is just not the way that works in the NFL. And, and I do, I just, I just, I don't understand why Florio is pushing this so vigorously that Taysom was a future star. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's going to get a restricted free agent uh, number. He's worth about five to six million dollars a year. It's all I pay him. 
He's a special teams guy. If he if if Sean Payton loved him so much as just a quarterback, a he would have gone in for Drew Brees when Brees got hurt, and b he wouldn't be on special teams all the time. Right. So how much do you think? All right. So we know how good Michael Thomas is, especially when married to Drew Brees. But we also saw he played well with Teddy Bridgewater. There are expectations out there. I know ESPN did their yeah. kind of their pre-column where they say they're expecting a holdout for Alvin Kamara. If that's trouble, which I don't know if they get that worked out fairly early or not, he's going into the last year of his rookie deal. But you've got Thomas there. But one of the things that we noticed about the Saints last year, and it may have been what ultimately dogged him, is outside of Thomas and outside of Kamara, there wasn't much there. They yeah. didn't have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. It's something that they're certainly going to have to address sooner rather than later. But prognosticate how much, or just maybe estimate in your own opinion, how much do you think Drew Brees does have left? You mentioned maybe two years. Do you think he has two years of decent to good football left in him? Um, I think we talked about this on this show, the idea of a quarterback basically sitting out in the middle of the season like Brees did this year and how fresh it made him compared to two years ago when it felt like his arm kind of died. Um, I I think that Drew Brees is going to, you know, he's, he's an older quarterback. His arm strength is going to die as the season goes on. And so I think he still has a lot left in the tank as far as his ability and, and his need to play, his want to play. Obviously, his mental side is going to be really good. But they do need to get him another weapon, um, <laughs> either you know at tight end. Cook's okay at tight end or wide receiver. And this is a very deep wide receiver class. Uh, in the draft, it feels like a great year to snag yourself a wide receiver. Uh, no doubt, with Thomas. And so that's I think their priority this offseason. They have their offensive line is good. I I, I would not pay Kamara. Um, I I think building your team via paying running backs as, either as a uh, free agent or as a second contract um, makes no sense whatsoever. Well, it, uh, just, we're seeing that across no the league. When I was reading the <clears throat> the NFL Nation reporters from ESPN, like all of the individual reporters for the teams and what they thought should happen during the offseason, I read two things back-to-back in the same division that just showed you uh, an indicator that what you're saying is certainly not off the reservation. One was that Arizona's desperately trying to get out of the David Johnson business at this point, and right underneath it, the Rams in the very same NFC West division are in an awful spot from a cap perspective and otherwise with Todd Gurley and those are two guys that look they were tops of the fantasy probably won your fantasy league at least once in the last three years or one of the reasons for it and now both those teams can't wait to get away from those running backs um Zeke didn't end up doing nearly as much I, I think as most people expected Bell didn't certainly pay off with all the other problems that were going on in New York like I, I feel like what we've come to when it comes to running backs is running backs are a luxury that yes. if you can somehow make it happen, that's good, but they're not a necessity in terms of you've got to have a top-flight running back on your team to be able to compete in this league. I don't think so. I think at this point it's the fancy sports car that you can get yes. if you have other things buttoned up, and it becomes a hugely beneficial thing if you're there, but to splurge for that car first just makes no sense. And I, Jason, I would even argue that it's not even worth the splurge if you have the money. I mean, if you have some money and you, and I know there's a floor you have to spend, so you have to spend money if you're a team sometimes. 
or it's kind of a rolling three-year period. We have to spend the money rolling four-year period. Is that try to get yourself another cornerback, another pass rusher, uh, mm-hmm. another offensive lineman? I mean, look at the Super Bowl: two undrafted free agents at at running back. That Damian Williams, people argue, and I think wrongfully so, that <coughs> excuse me should have been the MVP of the game. You do not need to have. A stud running back. I see a lot of these, not stud, but a highly drafted or highly paid running back to win in the NFL. You do not need that. You need a a good left tackle. You need multiple cornerbacks. You need multiple pass rushers. You need a quarterback. Obviously, you need a tight end. I mean, there's things you need ahead of a running back all the time, all the time. And you, if I was running a team, Jason, I would never pay a running back a second contract or draft a running back in the first round. Never ever. I don't care how good they. I don't care if it's Jim Brown and this now in today's day and age, Adrian Peterson. There's no point in doing that. Saquon Barkley has he's like they're they've won eight games in two years. He's been there since he's played. Like what? He's not helping them win. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Jason Martin and Jeff Schwartz in for Clay. Clay's back on Monday. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. Clay's at Clay Travis. I'm at J Martin Zone. Crew out in LA doing a fantastic job. We'll speak to them here shortly, I would imagine. Also, Dub here in Nashville. If you want to talk to us, you can tweet us or you can call us at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. All right, Jeff. I know we're both excited to talk about this because we yes. both have very passionate opinions about it. The XFL is now two weeks in. Here are the numbers. The first week was decent. Like the first run of the XFL when it started, I think 14 million people watched the first week of games back in 2001. The numbers were respectable, were actually pretty good in the first week. And then here's what week two did 2.262 million average viewers, a peak of 3.3, far above what the AAF did. Uh, there was a drop-off, no question about that. But it did retain a decent crop of the first-week audience, which is a bigger win than I was expecting, quite frankly, because I didn't see anybody talking about the XFL this weekend. And even in the first week, Jeff, ESPN's one of the television partners, and I was doing my show Sunday morning, and it was right after the first day's worth of games, and SportsCenter didn't get to XFL highlights for 17 minutes and we're showing women's and men's college basketball highlights and NBA highlights before they ever even touch this brand new football league that is going to set the world on fire, which I say with my tongue firmly in my cheek because I am, I've been on record on Fox. I've been on record on this show. I've been on record on pretty much anywhere I've had a microphone for years that spring football ain't going to work. And I think that the XFL is doing some things right. I think it might be the closest that we've seen in a while in terms of they've got good broadcast teams. 
They've got great television deals in terms of their partnerships. Now, they're not making a lot of money off of that right now, but Vince is banking on a second deal, helping him recoup his losses. Yeah. And he's got good football people associated with it, although the AAF also had good football minds associated with it as well. But I think there's I think there's a number of places that we can go with this topic, and I imagine that a lot of you are going to be passionate about it. And I've, I've asked for calls on my show and taken calls from people that have yeah. – gone to and watched these games. But the first thing that I see is the biggest fallacy, the biggest, most fugazi argument in all of sports is that we need more football and that people want more football. I don't think that's the case. I think people think, Jeff, that they want more football, (laughs) but they actually don't. So here's... There's many things I feel about the XFL. One, I will, I want to, and I'll, I'll answer your question in just a second. I do want to commend the XFL for a couple things. One is that obviously they've invested money into it, unlike the AAF. At least we assume they they have, right? Vince McMahon has much more money than than the backers, the original backers of the AAF. Obviously, then you know they had someone come in and financially back them, who eventually pulled the plug on the league. I give them credit for changing, for thinking outside the box with rules and broadcast. I call them kind of broadcast elements, right? Whether it's the open mics, whether it's the way we they've interviewed players, the access in the, in the halftime, you know, Molly McGrath grabbing the coach who did not want to be interviewed at halftime yeah. last week. But the issue remains, the product on the field is the reason why we watch sports. And we watch the NBA because of LeBron James and, we, and Kawhi Leonard and Westbrook and Harden we, and Giannis. We do not watch the NBA because they put on a great broadcast, right? We watch the NBA because of the product on the field. We watch baseball because of, you know, the Nationals trash camps. Well, yeah. By the way, there was a video yesterday of someone at Houston Astros spring training being a trash can the entire time. It was absolutely hilarious. man. Didn't even can you imagine doing this. that at spring training? This and is going to be I'm something else to watch. I'm all for it. Um, and we watched the NFL and college football because of the product on the field. All right, you might like Tony Romo, you might like Aikman and Buck, you might like Vern Lundquist. I guess he's retired now, but you know you might like Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. You might like uh, you know, I like listening to Keith Jackson back in the day. You might like listening to to Herb to Herb Street, but you watch because the product on the field brings your attention. Okay, and the problem with the XFL is a problem with the AF, problem with every spring league is the talent on the field is not good enough, right? There's two quarterbacks in the AAF that are worth anything, Cardell Jones and P.J. Walker. That's his name, right, P.J. Walker? Yeah, there, um, well, wait a second now, Jeff. Look, we're, we're talking relatively here. And one thing that I no, want to no, say no, right I'm off the top, because I know... The, wait, I'm, I'm talking, yeah, relative to the XFL. Yeah, yeah, they're not... There's a reason they're in the XFL. That's Correct. not their ultimate goal. That's of that's one not. thing I'm here, saying, but I'm just before... Saying, yeah, wait a second. Go ahead. Before we go any further... There's one thing that I that I want to make sure is perfectly clear, and I know that you couldn't agree more with this, and that is, I'm not rooting for this to fail. I'm paid to give my opinion on it, so I'm going to give you my honest, unvarnished opinion on it, but I would love, I love the idea that maybe there'd be another place where these guys could go chase what they want, like they could go after what yeah. they love and try to make a living doing it. I love that maybe there's a second act out there. I just don't think it's viable, and now we can get back to it. Well, yeah. Look, I, I honestly, I don't care either way. Like, I, I, if they fail, they don't fail. Like, they're, they're, they're not at 
all a threat to the NFL, and we'll get to that in a second. There's zero threat to the NFL, okay? Um, <coughs> so we watch. Well, they're not trying to be. They're not trying to be, but but they know if they want to succeed at some point, they have to partner with the NFL. They have to do it. The only way they succeed. Um, you know, people have have. And let me answer your original question before we get to the, the NFL stuff. Um, you know, so we watch because of the product on the field, okay? That's why we watch, folks. You have a favorite team. You watch them play on the field. You want to see excellence on the field. Now, obviously, there's poor teams in the NFL. Not every fan base has excellent teams. But you watch for that reason, and the XFL does not have that. And that's why spring football doesn't work, Jason, is because there's not enough players that need to play spring football. We have a minor league already in the NFL. It's called college football. As much as I would love a developmental league to happen, um, but for many reasons it's not. So to answer your question, Jason, I think that people so miss NFL and college football that they're willing to welcome in the XFL. And I do think there is more fan support for the XFL than the AAF. They did a good job of rolling out um, rolling out teams. They did it in bigger cities. The AAF was trying to find smaller cities. Um, and they did it, you know, Seattle, for example, supports, you know, they have the best, you know, soccer support for their local soccer team. So putting, you know, they got 30,000 people at XFL game, like putting it in, in strategically good cities that like sports uh, is a good job. But again, to your point, I, I as a football fan, I've watched a little bit of the XFL. I felt last weekend I didn't feel as attached to wanting to watch it. Plus, I don't, I don't really know anyone who's playing. It's part of my like. I don't really, I don't really care. Don't, Jeff, there's no equity in this league. That's that's what it boils down to. It boils down to you don't care. We don't care because we have no history with these teams. And unlike a lot of things that we'll embrace, we already have. And I say we, meaning the vast majority of the sports public at large. We already have an NFL team. We already have a college team, whether we went there or not our parents went there or whatever our rooting interest is. We already have rooting interest in this sport, and we just finished watching elite-level football for, well, I mean, you could say for months, but if you just want to talk about the postseason, we just saw the player, I think, of this generation in Patrick Mahomes, who's about to be 24 years old, and then they're going to then bring this out. It's like you're trying to follow up the main event. It's like you're fighting after Tyson fought in 1988, and they want you to stick around yeah. to watch that fight. Now, yeah. I had somebody argue with me and say, yeah, well, you know, I mean, minor league baseball is a good thing for baseball. I'm not necessarily saying it isn't, but nobody's watching minor league baseball on TV long term. Like, how many minor league yeah. baseball games are even on television well, at all i mean college baseball I, doesn't even get watched yeah I, I was hoping that maybe we'd save some of this the minor league stuff to, to the next segment but i, I kind of uh, we could discuss it now um the reason why there's no minor league football is because of college football this it's free for the nfl to watch there's a a kind of a, a unified grading scale right like you know exactly when you're watching college football okay this player does this well this transits to the NFL. We know the talent that's in college football. We know how it's supposed to look like college football. So you're it's, you're very you're very you know easily able to discern what's happening on the field. We don't know that with the XFL quite yet. But also, the NFL doesn't really need a developmental league. 
And if it did, it would have to be during the season. It's, you know, people said to me on Twitter, well, why can't the XFL be that league? Well, here's why, guys. It's extremely unfair and actually really unhealthy to have a player who's a third string player, let's say. And I did this. I was on practice squad my first year in the NFL. So for me to have to, to practice every day in the NFL, and the practicing is Julius Peppers, by the way, who obviously is going to be a Hall of Famer for the Panthers, um, practicing them every day, beat my body up. And then as soon as the season, season's over, I then go to the XFL for three months and then back to my team in the offseason for the offseason program. There's no value in an NFL player playing the XFL. Getting reps just to get reps against bad opponents does nothing to evaluate, help you evaluate or help the NFL scouts evaluate you for playing the NFL. Like if I go, if, if, if I'm on practice squad on the Panthers, and I go to the XFL and I play well. Well, I should play well. I'm in the NFL. I'm on the XFL. Like I should, I should play against well against inferior opponents. It, that does nothing to help me as a player whatsoever, right? NFL Europe was good because actually there were good players that were playing NFL Europe, um, and it was sponsored by the NFL. The NFL was part of that idea, and it was also in a time when you know there weren't as many teams in the NFL, right? So you had you had more players in the NFL Europe. There, this is not going to work. Because A, there's not enough NFL players to go around that need to play in a developmental league. And two, it's during the winter and not during the season. A developmental league has to be during the season, has to be sponsored by the NFL, has to be part. The NFL doesn't want to know part of it. The, the other thing is, and I, I've made this point before, and there was something that I think a lot of people glossed over when it was first put out there, and this is around a year ago, maybe even longer is that Vince McMahon had put aside somewhere around $150 million per season for the first three seasons, just set it aside and said, we're going to lose this money. That's what he told his company. That's what he told the people associated with the league. He said, $450 million, I know I'm going to lose, but I'm hoping that maybe I can recoup this on a second run of television contracts, and this 450 after three years, then we can actually break even, and then maybe we can profit. I think it's very ambitious to think that this could actually go for three years. I don't think there will be a second XFL champion. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably get through this first season, but you're seeing there was an initial curiosity. The football was not bad, but yet again, I think it's made so much worse by what we just saw on a football field from the NFL and what we just saw in college as well. Yeah. We just saw the very best and now, hey, if you want more football, this ain't bad. I don't think that ad campaign works long term. <laughs> I don't think that you I don't think that you hold an audience. Like people yeah. plan their schedules around Sunday NFL. Churches start mm-hmm. to run their services earlier on Sunday mornings because they know the attendance will be better if they get people out in time to make it home for the Sunday early kickoffs. People are not planning their schedule around XFL football. I just don't see that in this universe. No, they're 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 not. And when not this week, not this weekend, but next weekend, we have NFL Combine, and I'm I'm here in Dallas um, working with some Combine players on the offensive line, and I saw the schedule yesterday uh, for the entire Combine. It's all they all moved everything around to do basically all the workouts are prime time. It's going to be on TV. I think one of the days is on ABC. Like it's on 
primetime television. It's a big deal. No one's going to tune in to the XFL. A couple weeks after that is March Madness. Then we have the Masters. Like No one's going to watch the XFL once we get these other sports up and running. Right now, everyone's obviously watching it because nothing on TV. But again, last weekend, I had it on a couple times. I just... I don't know. I wanted to watch something, but I didn't feel. I don't feel an attachment to the league because I don't know the players, and there's no team obviously in Charlotte. But I just, I'm just to your point. It's like, all right, just on. It's just the football's not. And again, I go to this point every time. The football is not very good. The quarterbacks aren't good. The offensive lines aren't good. And and you can just stop right there. When you say the quarterbacks aren't good, you've lost yeah, football. I know. Like if you don't have quarterbacks, you don't have stars. And I'm just surprised at how many people think that like they they are they want to be excited to watch bad football. Like, it, it always surprises me sometimes too when people always say like, "Yeah, I'm just I just like college sports better than pro sports." Like, I mean, I I understand having an allegiance to a college team, right? You went to college, you you love that team, but if you like football, how do you only like college football? The pro game is much better. It's quicker, better players, you know. It, obviously, there's more offense. It's a more balanced game. There's more defense played. Like, I don't know how you can only like you know like the inferior product. Just like the XFL, people are so. I think they want it so to succeed. So they want. I think part of it too, Jason, is people don't like the NFL as far as the, the ownership and, and Goodell, and they want something to challenge the NFL to make the NFL uncomfortable. But this is no challenge to the NFL, folks. It's no. just a blip on the NFL's radar. This is no challenge whatsoever to the NFL. It's not the yeah, it's not when the, you're- it's not the AFL. Like, it's not in 1960, right? The NFL is a monopoly. They are the biggest sports brand in America. They're not worried about the XFL. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Maybe something we'll get into more tomorrow, but local ratings for 27 of the NBA's 30 teams, not included Utah, Memphis, and Toronto, at least in this report. Ratings data compiled by the Sports Business Journal. 27, those 27 squads are down 13% on their local regional sports networks, 14 of the 27 experiencing wow. significant declines in viewership. Ratings nationally have dropped by 12%, 10% on ESPN, 13 on TNT, 16 on ABC, so 12 is your average there. That's not good. It's really not. Golden State Warriors ratings have declined by 66%. Regionally, which well, yeah, yeah I can probably understand that if you're trying to lose and you've gone from what they've been, yeah. it's been a penthouse to outhouse situation to say the least. But maybe something we can get into tomorrow as the second half of the NBA season cranks up. Jeff, tomorrow actually is when the games begin again. Uh, people are just not. I thought that there was going to be more excitement in this regular season because of how many stars were being spread around in a lot of different locales, and it just yeah. has not turned out to be that way. And I think it again comes down to a lengthy season and a postseason that goes forever, where you know that everybody that's good is already going to make it because half the league gets into the playoffs to begin with. Well, then that's the problem right there, right? Is that and we talked about this earlier in the show. But it's worth reiterating again the difference between football and other sports is football has a huge sense of urgency, right? You play you know, 12 games in college, you play 16 in the NFL. Each week feels important. And the NBA doesn't feel that way. Like to your point, and it's exactly true. I'm a Lakers fan, right? I've watched, I think, one full Lakers game this year because I know, first of all, the time difference is very tough out on the East Coast. But I sure. know that come the Western Conference Finals, I'll get. At the minimum, four games, but probably seven of Lakers Clippers. And like, I, I know that's going to happen. I already know it's going to happen. I know in the East, probably the Bucks, right? The Celtics, maybe. I mean, like the Sixers, like, you know, the teams are going to be in there. And in other sports, you don't know that, right? The Niners had four wins the year before and were in the Super Bowl. The Washington Nationals won the World Series last year. Like, you don't know this. In, in basketball, 
it just feels like we know exactly what's going to happen. And also, when you have you know the best player, Kawhi Leonard, just skip half his games, how are you, as a fan, are you going to be excited to watch the product on the, the, the court if you feel the players don't even care about it? And you're definitely not buying tickets. That's another problem. It's like, why would you spend the money for your family of four to go to an NBA game, even if one of the great teams is coming to your market, knowing that that might be a time where they load yeah. manage and don't play? Exactly. That's another significant yeah. issue. I don't know exactly how to even address that. I, I guess I, there's a way Adam Silver could find a way around it, but I mean, you could always yeah, come up yeah. with fake injuries. You have to. I mean, you almost have to refund if they do the load management, right? But obviously, they don't blame it on load management. They blame it on some sort of injury that they have. And, and what's really interesting about the the regional sports networks being down is that in baseball, it's the opposite, right? National numbers are down, but regional numbers are up, and therefore, you know, basically, it's keeping baseball going. Is the regional numbers? continue to be up every year because it's a very regionalized sport, right? St. Louis loves the Cardinals. You know, the, you know, the LA, the Dodgers have a weird TV deal, but LA, you know, they like their Dodgers and you don't have, I think that same connection at times with NBA teams because it feels all so predetermined. It does. And it doesn't feel like there is parity there, even though you do see some teams elevate in and, there are maybe more there may be more parity in terms of the champions over the last three decades than maybe some people would think, but it always appears to be dominated by a very select few. And just again, I think that rarity makes something feel much more essential, which goes back to the idea that we the XFL is never going to feel essential. It actually harms the rarity of football, but it doesn't harm the rarity of elite football. We still see a major difference between what we see during a college or an NFL season in high end games in particular than the best that the NFL or that the XFL could offer. The best game that the XFL could offer is still going to pale in comparison to even an average NFL game. And people were telling me the speed is exactly like the NFL. <laughs> they were saying that it, I no. was just like I, you. You tell me that as as an observer, as somebody no. that played it. They said the XFL speed. Some of the players. And the XFL were saying, this speed's exactly what I experienced in the NFL. No. And I'm just like, well, no. what else are you going to say? But that ain't the same game no, that I've been watching. And by the way, folks, the best, X, you know, the best XFL team is never beating an NFL team. That's very obvious. The be- the, but the best, you know, but I'll give you this, though. The best XFL team is probably beating LSU. I think people have gone overboard in the other direction now on that, on that topic as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just not the same, guys. And so it's okay for them to be different. It's, oh, doesn't mean we're haters. I watch the XFL. I'm fine with it. But as far as viability and how long it's going to last, I'm with Jason. I don't think we see a second champion of the XFL. I don't. I, I don't. I just, I don't see Vince's pride being able to sustain him just being some kind of a feeder league. And I don't know that there's enough talent out there that wants to be fed in terms of, I don't know that there's enough that's going to be fed. I just don't know that there's enough. Like, if you lose quarterbacks to the NFL, which I don't think you're going to do, who are you replacing them with? That's a frightening thought in itself. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 